Yeah, there we go. Ready anytime. <laughs> uh, uh, everybody's quiet. Everyone's hacking away. Hit the record button. Don't start the video until I put my shirt on. <laughs> ah, too late. Start the video. <laughs> we don't do video. People would have to hop on our Patreon page and give us lots of money, assuming I even start a Patreon page before we do video. People, I told a bunch of people at Heinz and a bunch of people at the convention about our podcast. They might All be right. listening. Well, let's talking about listening. Let's go ahead and get started so they can't listen. Now that's funny. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is correct. It is the podcast that sounds funny. We are recording this, apparently very frequently, on the week of when, yeah, May 1st, 2023. Uh, we are in Season 3, Show 27, Episode 130. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. And I am your host, Keith. And join with me are... What's the sound my Zoom thing? Sexy Terry. <laughs> and uh, Jill. <laughs> and the even sexier Jill, huh? It says Sexy <laughs> Terry on it. Um, today's May 2nd, not May 1st. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. I don't know why, and two days, uh, May the 4th be I, I guess that's because I wrote my show notes yesterday on May the 1st. Mm. <laughs> May the fourth be with us in two days. Yeah, that'll be our blind group birthday party, and um, I got a lot of Star Wars things for later. Well, <laughs> but, uh, we we like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Hello, brother Zebra. I actually have a real quickie. What's new, and maybe something of interest of what's new go ahead who wants to go first me you you all right go well, ahead first. the 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 quickie item is uh one of our grandsons decided of course uh, as teenagers do uh borrow soap out of our bathroom because they just like to do that combs and brushes just disappear never to be seen again <laughs> uh but you can't you can tell who is sleepy because he's like Hey, uh, Grandma, I need to get um, some of that. Uh, I need some, um, you know, for my hair, uh, some of that, you know. <laughs> my wife is just patiently listening, like, you mean shampoo? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Shower and get that, your grandpa's bottle of shampoo. It has a little pump handle on it. It'll, it's a three-in-one kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it says it's a three-in-one thing. Well, I don't know what that is. What does that mean? That <laughs> means that shampoo and conditioner and body wash you can use it all over your body. And as he's walking away, I'm biting my tongue saying, actually, it's a four in one because it's your head, your shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> he actually did bring it back, and I did actually take a shower since then. Oh, that's good. I'll see if I can find it. We, uh, uh oh. We uh, went to a 
Illinois Council of the Blind Convention over the weekend. And we just got back Sunday driving down Interstate 55 and missed that windstorm yesterday, which killed six people. But um, we were up there. We had a good time at the convention. It was fun. And uh, I met some people up there. I met the Kim, I can't remember her last name, who is the head of the Blind Bureau of Blind Services. I chit-chatted with her for an hour before I asked her name (laughs) and uh, told her all about our podcast. Is she a blind lady or can she see? She's got, she's visually impaired. Oh, I just wondered. She's visually (laughs) impaired. We're talking about the OrCam because I have an OrCam and I was telling her about it stuff. And then I was talking to her for a while. And then after a while I go, so uh, what was your name? You know, I told her, I said, that I had some Cardinal tickets and she said that she'd be in Springfield uh, in June. And I said, well, we got some Cardinal tickets if you'd want to go to the game. And I said, uh, what's your name? She said, Kim, whatever. I, I work for the government though. I shouldn't uh, probably shouldn't accept those tickets. I go, Oh, well, they're free. I, ha- I can't sell. I have to give them away. Like, you know, do anything with them, but what's your name? She goes, well, I'm Kim. I'm the head of the blind bureau of services in Illinois. I go, Oh, Okay. Well, hey, do you know my brother, my little brother? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I know him. And I go, well, I'm his older brother, Terry Helpsley. And he's like, she's like, no, you're not. And I go, yes, I am. Look at my name tag. It says right there. <laughs> you know, like, Steve is my brother. You know, whatever. He doesn't like to be on our podcast. We have a podcast. So she was checking it out. And she's like, well, I only see two guys here. You you must see. Are you the guy with the with the big white beard? And I said, Well, yeah, that would be me. Well, your beard's not that big right now. I go, I know. I just started growing it again. <laughs> you know, but, and uh, I was going to say, No, the one in the beard—that's my sister. You know, <laughs> we're going to get a picture with all three of us, and we're going to put fake beards on or something. Be like ZZ Top. <laughs> well, I was trying to find. My wife had found this funny joke on Facebook this morning and read it to you, but now she can't find it. I was going to have her, you know, put it on here. You know, it's it something Uh-oh. that was funny. I don't know if I can remember it all the way, but I could try probably type it up later. As, but anyway, um, I can't remember what else uh, had, you know, going on. Uh, I'll probably think of something later. You got anything, Joe? Um, not really. Well, <laughs> it's been my, a week. My, my other topic that I had mentioned has to do with the fact that like Terry pointed out, I had the wrong date on our week uh, because like I said, I actually put my notes together yesterday, which was May 1st. And I happened to have an email that's talking about May Day. And of course, uh, May Day in you know, most Northern Hemisphere countries is like, you know, the first day, well, not the first day of spring, but it's, you know, a day traditionally of you know fun and springtime events and whatnot, but then it also is used as a distress. Mayday, event. mayday, mayday. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and uh, this article explains why they use mayday as a distress signal. Uh-huh. Because before, I mean, mayday as a distress signal came came out around 1920 or so in that that neck of the woods. But before 1920, uh, there was another distress signal, which you may be familiar with, SOS. Uh, but the reason why they, they switched to May Day 
is because although uh, before 1920, most communications was done with telegraph. And so SOS is pretty distinct, you know, three long, three short, three long, three short. And it was pretty distinct, someone's in trouble. But if you got on your airplane radio or ship radio and said SOS, people, you mean S is in Sam or F is in Frank? <laughs> I don't understand. F-O-F or S-O-F? I don't know. Uh, but, but because the S was a little indistinct, uh, they realized that the French word for help me is mayday. Huh. It's not spelled the same way. It's like M apostrophe A-I-D-E-Z, maydez. <laughs> yeah, and, them French people spell things funny. <laughs> but it's pronounced mayday. And people realize that's easy to pronounce, may and day. Uh, and it's easily understood by any languages and very rapidly it got worldwide use. And ever since, you know, if you're if you're calling an emergency over the radio or or telephone, you say mayday. But if you're using a telegraph, you use SOS. So, hmm. A little tidbit of trivia there. Boy, we're really educational. <laughs> yeah. Remember that if you ever play trivia and it happens to come up. <laughs> That's a quick rundown of the article. Of course, it carries a lot more details, but oh, that'd be fun to share. Yeah, I didn't know all that. I knew SOS and Mayday, but I didn't know why it made a difference which one you used. Yeah, and I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think SOS is save our ship or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't come across and speech that well. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to it, Curly. It's a cinch. So anyway, with all the opening stuff, it's time to do some random stuff. But there sure is something funny going on. Random. I think we have six items on the wheel today. Yeah, we're going to spin the wheel. Uh, so let me locate number three on my list is, oh, trivia. And Terry, Terry just fell off the room. You want to try to do trivia without Terry? Or we, we can give it a shot. Sure, why not? Because uh, uh, the way I have my trivia quizzes formatted, uh, I mean, I really don't know what the answer is until I get to the line where I have the answer written on. <laughs> uh, uh, and of course being blind um, you know, if you're sighted you, you, know, you might catch a peek of that answer in the corner of your eye or whatever <laughs> but being blind you don't know it until you don't hit the arrow button you, right. arrow down there's an answer so there's an advantage to, or to that so let's yeah. pick uh, we have a total of eight things here. Hmm. Ooh, Three's her number Bible. today. This is a Bible quiz. Oh, yeah, but last time you said that guy did the Bible one had he's all a, the wrong he's, answers. He's an atheist, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So did we had this question, God loves everybody. I, does that sound like you answered that question before? Yeah. Okay. Supposedly he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, apparently he doesn't. Well, here's another uh, good atheist question. The devil created evil, true or false? Ah, uh, he is evil. He makes you do evil things. I don't know if he created it. I would say false. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. It is false. Now, the reason why, according to our atheist Bible quiz writer, <laughs> uh, Isaiah 45, 7, uh, I make, I create light and darkness. I create peace. I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So he's just saying the devil doesn't create evil. God does. Huh. <laughs> like, well. like, okay. The, the, the actually, that's not true. Uh, God created you know, light and dark, doesn't mean. Uh, good and evil, it means light and dark. <laughs> and actually, he says, I form the light and create darkness. Uh, if you're in a dark room, how do you know it's dark? You turn on the light and you realize what light is and the rest of it is dark. So the fact that he's created light, the, the dark already existed. You know what I mean? If you yeah. read that first opening verses in Genesis, it said the earth was formless and void and darkness covered the ground. And then he created light, and the light broke through the darkness, right? And so he didn't create the darkness. He created the light, the light that exposed the darkness for what it was. Yeah. If you look at it that way, he didn't create it. It was just there. Yeah. Now, if you look at it, meaning evil, uh, Satan didn't, you know, through the, uh, the, the snake in the Garden of Eden, he didn't create sin. He just kind of shined a light on Eve and Adam and says, you know, there's some sin in there. I'm going to bring it out. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, God didn't yeah. create that. He, he, he created everything good, but it doesn't mean he didn't create things with the capacity to have a dark streak, but he didn't create that dark streak. It was just the, the capacity is there. And you discover it. Uh, when you discover what good is, then you discover what good is not. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of a theological tidbit as we debunk this guy's answer. Uh, oh. Question. No man has ever seen God. Uh-oh. Zoom user has joined a meeting. Like yeah, Terry might be back. Um, no human. Well, Moses was at the burning bush. But I don't consider the burning bush God. I, you know, it's just where hmm. no man has seen God. I don't know about that one. It's either a true or a false. No man has ever seen God. <laughs> now I'm going to say <clears throat> false. The yeah. question is no man has seen God. Folks, I want to say it's true. No man has seen God because. Well, let's see what this guy's answer is on this one here. He says it is false. That apparently, this guy is saying that somebody has seen God. <laughs> now, on a technicality, I would be willing to agree with that, but let's see why he says that. Genesis 32, 30. 
and Jacob called the name Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Okay, what he seen was not God. He saw angels going up and down the ladder, and he he wrestled with the man. The man never said he was God, and if Jacob mistook him for God, it's on Jacob. But no man has ever seen God and lived. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that had something to do with it there too, and lived. If you've seen him, it's because you you're standing in front of him on your judgment day. <laughs> but yeah, but George Burns, he was God. So was Whoopi yeah. Goldberg in a movie and I just watched. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Yeah, but anyway, well. but the thing is, is you know, God could be in any form. You know, just like he was in the burning bush, but still, you wasn't. Right. You know, but you're you're seeing God. a a manifestation of right. God in the burning bush. You like can say the same thing about Jesus would be God in the flesh, but you're not looking at God directly. Now, even Jesus says, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." But it doesn't mean you're going to see God. In so, fact, when one of the disciples says, "said Just show us the Father, and that will be enough," and Jesus is like. <laughs> Face like, bomb, no. <laughs> like, you ever see you might die or whatever? But it's like, so, you know, in other words, not trying to say it's anything atheist, but hey, God's a, sh a shape shifter. There you go. <laughs> so, well, you can say that because God yeah, created yeah. everything. Jesus, there's nothing created that hasn't right. been created that Jesus didn't create. Because, of course, in John uh, chapter one, verses one through three or four, you'll find that in there. Uh, yeah. But but the the to say you've seen God face to face, no man has done that. And people who have a godly encounter, they're not seeing God face to face, but some other thing like a burning bush or Jesus in the flesh. But you're not seeing him directly. In fact, even Moses was not allowed to see God face to face. He saw him from the back because God even was like, not allowed. Even like in the movie Ten Commandments, it's like. Whenever he did see a uh, see a uh, symbol of God face to face, he came back down with that big old white hair and gray beard. <laughs> hey, but you know what? If you think about it, Adam was a man, right? And he walked in the Garden of Eden with God. Well, that's a good point because it doesn't really say Adam saw God face to face. He did say he walked with him. Uh, but you can walk with somebody, you know, side by side and not be looking at them. Um, and that could, even in the Garden of Eden, it could have been a manifestation of a person that was, re, you know, representing right. God. So, you know, same thing. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> anyway, our next question here. Uh, oh, I'm on the wrong line. That, here. that must be that, that must uh, be why somebody says when they die, there's a big white light. You know, that would be God, you know, like the big white light. They always represent him in the go towards the light or don't go towards the light. Well, God that's true. But see, the thing is, God is also described as being invisible without without having a body. And so right. how can you see something this intangible? Um, uh, so. There's a lot of issues there. But anyway, the guy tried to point out that, see, this yeah. Jacob said he saw you, whatever, but no. Uh, the next question, uh, Jesus was not good. Only God is good. <laughs> so true or false? Was Jesus good or was Jesus not good or, or is it false? Jesus well, was 
Well, see, even back in the day when Jesus was growing up, they must have had a Watergate scandal there because there's no record of what happened from the time he was born till later. Like, what happened? Was he really good during the day? <laughs> For his first 12 now, years, yeah. Th this question, I, I kind of get a feeling I know where this guy is going with this. Uh, but, but God is good. Jesus but, is good. I mean. And so the answer, therefore, we would say God, Jesus is good. God yeah. is good. God is great. So, so the statement Jesus is not good would be false because, of course, Jesus is good. But this guy says it's false. What? One second. Jesus was not good, and this guy says it's false that Jesus was good. Okay. So now I'm curious. But, but, by the <laughs> way, real quick. When I came back onto the Zoom here, I'm on my phone now. I couldn't get back onto my computer. It wouldn't let me. Huh. Anyway. Oh. So I'm, on well, I'm sorry. The answer is one, true. So he's saying that Jesus is not good. I misread I miss the answer there. So this guy is saying that it's true that Jesus is not good. Now, the reason why he says that is in... Uh, uh, not a lot of place in Matthew, and I, I know. Ah, come on, I can't find my spot. But in, in Matthew, Jesus tells uh, the, the there's a person that comes to Jesus and says, "You know, good teacher, tell me whatever his his answer his question was." And Jesus says, "Why callest thou me good? Don't you know that no one is good but God the Father?" Now, this is not Jesus saying that he is not good. He's just saying why do you say that i'm good in other words it's like having a mask quiz and the teacher says what's uh five plus ten you go 15 and she says how do you know it's 15 but well it's, it's, the answer is 15 but that her, her her question is not is it 15 but how do you know it's 15 and so you have to build a, you know, count on your fingers and toes or whatever it takes. <laughs> this is what Jesus is saying. You're calling me good, but are you calling me good because you really understand that I'm good? Or is it just like a, you know, a, a greeting that you come up with, you know? Yeah. And this is what Jesus is trying to say there. If you don't know me, how do you know <laughs> if I'm good or not? Yeah. If a tree falls, wood does it make a sound? Yes, <laughs> it's one thing to know the answer, but you know, it's just, you know, you're calling me good. But do you understand what it's what you're saying when you say good? Um, well, I probably oh, there we go. I finally found my spot again. Um, let's see. Let's just do one more, and then we'll move on. Um. Your righteousness is like white linen in the sight of God. Your righteousness is like white linen, true or false. Not mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he forgives you for everything. So I guess if you're saved, that would be true. But if you're not saved, well, then it. I, I know how I would answer. I would say false, but let's see what this guy says. But even if you're saved, you're. You still can do bad you're things. Still, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have to ask for forgiveness every day. 
This guy says, Paul, your righteousness is not like white linen in the sight of God. And I would actually agree with him on this um, because, let's see. Oh, no, analysis. My finger hit the button. On his. There we go. Now I'm on None is right. None, there's no righteous. No, not one. In, there, but well, in Isaiah 64, uh, verse six. But all our righteousness is as filthy rags, uh, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. In other words, you, you know, you've heard like the, the gospel message, you can only, you know, get to heaven because of the price Jesus paid to pay for your sins. That's because only his righteousness is good enough. And even your best righteousness is like a dirty rag as far as God's concerned. So mm -hmm. you could be the best do-gooden Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, <laughs> hope in the world. And all those good deeds is, well, a dirty rag to God. So that's yes. true. But this guy actually nailed that one. Your righteousness don't amount to anything because uh, none of those good deeds is going to rescue you from being condemned into the lake of fire. And people might say, but but what about all these good charitable things I've done? And you guys are really going to send me to hell because of, and you had to say, well, all right, consider this. Um, You've got some, you know, let's say Billy Graham. So, I mean, beloved, well-known, his life is an open book before the public. Uh, and yet, let's say, you know, he's dead, of course, now. But, but let's say he killed somebody and he hit, went on trial. Would the judge let him off the hook? Because he's Billy Graham. He did all his good works and crusades. He's not on trial for his good works. He's on trial for his murdering somebody <laughs> i would hope the judge would put him in jail or you know for but, a while that's right what and, and happen, so he, but... it, it's not your good deeds that sends you to the lake of fire it's your crime or your sin to put it you know, theologically and so that's why it said that's why what it means when it says your righteousness or dirty rags now, it does say in Revelations, when we have overcome, you know, those who believe you overcome, you're a Christian, then you will be clothed in robes of white. But those robes of white aren't your robes of white. You, you've got them because of what Jesus did. You know? yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll stop with that. And uh, we'll move on to... There you are, Fatso. Come here to Mama and give her a great big hit. <laughs> they all get the same careful testing for purity and potency. I guess news. News. Um, I didn't get with anybody beforehand, so I hope I don't steal somebody's. Oh, that's news. my story. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can go on, but I have a bunch of them. But I have a story here. But if somebody else has it, I'll let you do it. But um, I have a story here about a woman who collects spoons. Huh? I collect spoons. Is it about me? 
an Iowa woman thinks she wants to get a certificate from Guinness to get the Guinness Book of World Records. They don't have that category, so she's trying to get a certificate, you know, certifying that she has uh, obtained spoons. She had her um, great-grandma uh, gave her a box of spoons when she was younger and said, don't open this until you uh, get married or you know, get your own place, whatever. And so she eventually did, and then she'd been started her collection with that, and she, um, I'm trying to get her name here. She, it's being publicly publicly counted. Her spoons. It's got a total here coming up. Jamie Bowles is her name. That's not Ron's wife, I hope, but um, she has estimated. 8,500 souvenir spoons of wow. people, places, and events. Hmm. You know, and the number is being determined on Thursday, which would be May 4th. And, and anyway. so she's trying to have her name put in the Guinness Book of World Records? Right. That's not fair because her, her, her grandmother collected those, not her. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> And they're counting them at the Quad City uh, Casino and Hotel. I, I I hope they do, but they should put her her grandma or whoever it was you said that her name should go in there for having them. Yeah, I <laughs> don't this, have that this many. Lit- I might have uh, between seventy five and a hundred. I only have about forty in my display rack, but then I have smaller ones that are duplicates. So I don't put out the ones that are if I have. More than one of like a state. Mine are mostly states, but I do have. Uh, what was it your wife gave me, Terry? France or something? Italy? Um, I'm not sure. She gave me one from another country, and then our aunt. Put in. <laughs> our aunt gave me one from Uruguay or somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, she. Well, I used to have a full set of spoons in my kitchen drawer, but all my kids played in dirt with them out She's from Davenport, Iowa. Her collection began with some uh, spoons from the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. Wow. Um, they were gifted to her by her great-grandma, like I said. Um, who? She was the She was getting ready to leave and go into the army herself, and her grandma said not to open it till she came back or got married, and and so so then she was telling her great grandma that oh whenever that happens you'll still be there, but I don't know if she she that was or not. But well, great grandma, well, she was born in nineteen oh four. She'd be a hundred and almost twenty years old. Well, she said it said she passed away in 1989, though, right here. And uh, she opened up the boxes, and she saw the spoons. And so ever since that day, she started building on that collection and adding to it. And she still has – she took a bunch of these spoons, the 8,500 spoons, to the casinos to be counted. But she still 
that's not all of her collection that says she still has boxes of spoons in her house. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is about an Australian man that ran naked in <laughs> in, in Indonesia. Yeah, he was drunk and running through this <laughs> that town. Surprise me. <laughs> I guess you could call this a dumb criminal. <laughs> he was running through the town, smacking people, hitting people, and then he uh, knocked a motorcycle over and hit a fisherman and. He ended up with 70 stitches and a broken bone. Hmm. And this guy was arrested Thursday. Okay, I have to record because these are weird names. He was on the island of Sinatra. Sinatra. The, Frank Sinatra. Sumatra. Sumatra off the coast of Indonesia. Yeah, he was drunk and naked and he got arrested. Um, he right now he's really lucky because I guess he's out on his own reconnaissance or whatever. It didn't really say if he's still in jail, but uh, he's supposed to go to court next week, and which might be this week because this happened last week. And he may get up to five years in prison or flogged, <laughs> public flogging. Uh, yeah, so they, you want to let it all hang out? Bend over, let it all hang out. Here it comes. <laughs> Australia. On your little bottom there. <laughs> they, they flog people there. Yeah. And he's very sorry for his actions. It must have been the devil that made him do it. It's those evil it. spirits that hide in those bottles of alcohol. <laughs> that demon rum. <laughs> he didn't feel like himself while he was running naked through the street smacking people. <laughs> I wonder if he even remembers that if he was if he was drunk enough. I don't remember. You got videos. Yeah, but this guy, I thought, well, he even apologized to Australia for embarrassing his home country and Being a young girl's heart, have a music and freedom whenever it starts and it's magic. Tyrannosaurus Rex is often shown in pictures bearing sh- rows of sharp teeth like the ferocious creatures in Jurassic Park. But new research shows that this might be wrong. Hmm. Uh, the teeth on T-Rex and other big dinosaurs were likely covered by daily lips. <laughs> and that uh, even in a wide open bite, you might only see just the tips of his teeth, scientists have found. Uh, the Research is, you know, a big, long back and forth about how you know dinosaurs really looked, uh, and what they're saying is, uh, is well, as big as the teeth was, certainly they had to hang out of the dinosaur's mouth, but they got looking at monitor lizards who also have really big teeth, and yet they hide them, you know, behind scaly covered lips. Hmm. You don't really see their big teeth. And they're saying that an animal like a crocodile who does have teeth that hangs out uh, over the course of time, because their teeth do hang out, they tend to wear away. And so there's signs of you know erosion on their teeth. 
and the, you look at the T-Rex teeth and they don't have that. And so that will indicate that they were recovered until they're ready to bite, you know. So hmm. the T-Rex may not have had it, the, the big old fangy teeth hanging out. We'd have to ask one of them people in Cayman that he gnawed on and chewed up. <laughs> yeah. How <them> teeth look? <laughs> uh, Did they really look scary and sharp and big? <laughs> uh, oh, hmm. They should do like in Jurassic Park, you know, they got that dinosaur DNA and brought the dinosaurs back. They should go and get some caveman DNA and then they could tell us what happened. If the music is Of this guy here, Andre Orloff, is Germany's version of David Rush. He is a serial record holder of many brands of cereal. No, <laughs> but uh, here's a guy in Germany who has broke the world's record for being blindfolded and assembling a Mr. Potato Head. Oh, how <laughs> hard can that be? 12.11 seconds, he can assemble a Mr. Potato Head from top to bottom. Wow. From taking the parts out of his butt, but putting them <laughs> all over his face. Yeah, it's like, but is it the right way? Or is it like the a eye is on the mouth, and the mouth is on the ear, <laughs> and the right. nose is actually the eyebrow. And, and so... And so then he holds other records like the fastest time drinking a Capri Sun. <laughs> wow. 10.41 seconds. It's like, oh my gosh, really? As long as that? Yeah, it's like, it's this guy, he must be a kid. <laughs> Capri Suns aren't very big. You just get one suck and they collapse the pouch and they're gone. Yeah. yeah. What I used to always like to do is take them and cut them open and just dump them in a glass. Then you can just chug it down. <laughs> you know, it's like, for the person that has everything, there's a Scottish island for sale. Uh, it's only yeah. $188,000. I think I might have seen that. Yeah. I'm surprised I, my wife hasn't wanted to buy it. I did. <laughs> it's an uninhabited island. And it's off the coast of Scotland, like we said. A 25-acre island. 25, yeah, 25 acres. And it's uh, got a flood pond for, I guess that's where the fresh water is for the animals that live there. But it says that you can actually walk to this island in low tide, but in high tide, you would need a boat. So I guess low tide, maybe walking through a little bit of water. Like a land bridge or something, maybe connecting it. Yeah, with, maybe. With isthmus. And there's uh, no power on this building. It says if you bought it, you may want to put in solar panels or something if you wanted power. But it's protected. Get you a diesel generator, just crank out those diesel fumes. Yeah, it's protected by the British government because it has some scientific uh, things that they like to go there and study. Listen, 
Um, talking about dumb criminals, which we weren't, but that's where <laughs> I'm going to go with this. A drunk driver hit a police car. <laughs> he managed to crash into the Plainfield Police Department sign. Uh, he was traveling at a high rate of speed and lost control of his Honda Accord, which trained off the road and slammed into the sign. Uh, there is the pictures of damaged uh, silver sedan, the busted sign. <laughs> Uh, the driver did not pass a field sobriety test wow amazing Uh, he was charged with traveling too fast failing to stay in the proper lane operating under the influence released on a $10,000 bond for hitting the police department sign I guess it was a sign not the the car Mm -hmm. Some people, at least he wasn't running naked, I guess. I don't know. Right. Which is worse, <laughs> driving the drunk or running naked. <laughs> Not long ago, I did the one with the little lizard in the street and the cobra trying to get it. Yeah. Well, this one here says this guy, um, can't, uh, can't, don't care about his name, but him and his wife, they were driving with their safari person, and they were going down the road looking for elephants, and his wife spotted this weird-looking snake in the road. You know, it was a, went all the way across the road. You know, and, I've seen but, one of those before. <laughs> but but uh, it kept getting shorter. And they stopped and realized they take a video, and they realized that it was an actually a king cobra that was eating another snake. (laughs) (laughs) Watching the snake get smaller and smaller. (laughs) And and, uh, the snake uh, eating the snake. That's one of their. That's one of the most aggressive snakes. Their poison is very venomous, and they're very. Um, aggressive, <laughs> and you know, I'm snakes. wondering if the snake was stretched across the road and they drove over it while it was eating the well, snake. What would have happened? Would it would have spit it out? <laughs> oh yeah, it would have shot right. it right back out. <laughs> like a they watermelon seed, <laughs> flattened it and been a little flat snake or something. A little speed bump. <laughs> Whoop. We uh. We we saw some rattlesnakes that were six foot long like that going across the road in El Paso when mom and dad came down there on, on vacation once to visit me. But well, yeah, well in Panama uh, there was an anaconda stretched across the road. <laughs> so it was huge. We just let it go. Keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. It, instead of a two headed snake, it was a two tailed snake. Wow. <laughs> Tail at each end. <laughs> And it's like, you know, I would, I would, I would imagine that I probably bit it, killed it, and then started it. Cause it's like, can you yeah. just like, here, come on into my tunnel. Like, trying to think and go, it's a snake hole or something. Come on in. Okay. No, the other one said, close your eyes and open your mouth, and I'll give you a big surprise. He just crawled right in. <laughs> crawled in. Come So does Jill have any more helpful household tips for us? 
Oh, I got one of what you can do with coffee grounds. I didn't do that, did I? Yeah, you put them in a garden. They help. Oh, there's the other things you can do. Oh. Um, if you have bad breath, it says you can chew a coffee bean. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know how so, wonderful. So you that just would... turn the bean into grounds in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would work. I guess that aromatic coffee would hide your halitosis. <laughs> and this says the thing you can do with coffee grounds is if you have, if you look tired and have the bags under your eyes, you can mix coffee grounds with olive oil and a little bit of water and rub it under your eyes. And it's supposed to get rid of your baggy eyes. Huh, weird. Uh, yeah. I would think the olive oil would help, but I don't know how the coffee grounds would. Yeah, I don't know. I know ladies will sometimes put a cucumber slice over their eyes for that. You can use coffee grounds as a meat seasoning. Huh. I don't have a recipe for this. Yeah, but some it says coffee you, steak. Who wants some coffee pork chops? It more or less says you can marinate it. Put the coffee grounds in a Ziploc with the meat. Oh. And it gives it better flavor. But I, I don't think I would that. want to have to brush the coffee grounds off the meat when I'm ready to eat it. <laughs> some of these tips yeah. just don't make sense this, to me. This has some weird breading on here. What's wrong? With it? It's like kind of crunchy and breading. Yeah. It says you can clean your pots and pans with coffee grounds. If you burn something in yeah. your pan, you put coffee grounds in there. Now, I've heard you can do this with baking soda and other things, but never coffee grounds. Oh, and you can even wash your hair with coffee grounds. Now, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Yeah. It says it will, make, if you're Make blonde, sure you rinse, rinse well. Yeah, if you're blonde, <laughs> it will darken your hair. Maybe it helps hide grays if you got brown hair. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what's in that Grecian formula for men. that they, <laughs> Make yeah. you smell like coffee. Yeah. Turns your hair back to its natural color, they say. Yeah. And they are supposed to help you unclog a sink. You oh. put them in the sink with hot water and uh, soap, uh, dish soap, and you let it go down. And it says it also works in the toilet if you have a clogged up toilet, which to me it's clogged up because something's in it. I don't see how that would help. help. <laughs> yeah. So that I I'm not. I think it would just add solid matter to the solid yeah, mass that's, that's already blocking it. It's also supposed to help keep groundhogs out of your garden, coffee grounds. Yeah, they're more cappuccino animals, I guess. They're like you know, <laughs> coffee. They don't like the smell of coffee grounds or coffee. I guess you just grow some coffee beans in your garden. Yep, you know? if you uh, drink coffee and you have coffee grounds and you don't know what to do with them, there's just a few things you can do with your uh, leftover handy, coffee grounds. And they do. Tip. Yeah, they are good in the garden, like we said last week. And we'll go dancing, baby, then you'll see how the magic's in the music and the music's in me, yeah. Do you believe in magic? The firefighters say they have freed an uncooperative squirrel that was stuck in a manhole cover. <laughs> they think it was the same squirrel who did this same thing four years ago. <laughs> I guess it's trying to be David Rush. I can do it better next time. 
<laughs> stuck more, stuck harder. Uh, but they said it was alerted to the distressed squirrel after a pedestrian spotted the squirrel's head poking out of the manhole. So the squirrel was underneath the manhole, I guess, and poked his head up and got his head stuck out. Oh. I, I was thinking the other way around, like maybe it put his head through from the top. Looking back into his, it, yeah. Got his foot stuck in it or something. But, uh, but it, a crew of five firefighters arrived to remove the manhole cover. And uh, it was quite complicated as the squirrel was very uncooperative. <laughs> uh, after several attempts, they managed to get it to be extracted unharmed and immediately ran up a tree. <laughs> but uh, apparently, they have some experience saving stuck squirrels. Uh, they had to save, rescue one in 2019. It says, couldn't we determine if it was the same squirrel <laughs> as four years ago? One more. Um, there's a woman. What was her name? Um, Laura Rafferty of Sydney, Australia. For some reason, she can't figure out why, but mysteriously, she has gotten 150 bottles of soda delivered to her house. <laughs> And she don't know where it came from. I mean, it was that lady how to get from the bear, right? <laughs> and it's like I got that bear to get in her backseat, and it doesn't say. I'm I'm assuming it's two liter bottles because it's like, why would you get like one twenty ounce bottle of soda like a hundred? You know that would come in cases, you know. But you know, hey, my tornado siren's going off, and that's about all. That's just a short one there. She can't figure it out. Nobody knows. It's like, check your camera. Oh, it's the Amazon driver. No. <laughs> Somebody ordered that. You know, hey, I need some soda. Can I get some delivered? Then you got guys in the hospital going, hey, where's my soda? I've been high. <laughs> We're yeah. two bottles of soda. Let's order another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all I got for news. All right. Well, they're more likely to scoff at the whole thing and put it down to imagination. That doc is a polite way of saying I'm unstable, mentally unbalanced. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. That's yes. all we got. They can be quite wild and dangerous. It's time for some weird words, I do believe. Yeah. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Boy, can Not I find weird. some weird words? Word is Cole Porter. That was a music. C-O-L-P-O-R-T-E-U-R. I don't know. So it, it's, it's, a, it's an old-time music writer, Cole Porter. 
You start all kinds <laughs> of jazz songs. I can't think of it on the head. First thing that though, it's just as they call porture. Yeah, I'm sure it, with the E-U-R, it said French and you say it's French. Yeah. On the French, French. future trains, it's the guy who put the coal in the bucket. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Shoveled the coal and the, the engine. Well, oh. this word actually means, well, it's a person that sells newspapers. Oh, like newspapers. Newspaper stand. And they're called oh. the Col Porture. Yeah, kind of like Mayday, I guess. <laughs> it's a French word that... Has its All own right. weird meeting. I guess not knowing French, that doesn't make any sense. But if I knew French, maybe it would. <laughs> yeah. Our next word is Pickwickian. Pickwickian. Yeah, well, we spell it. It's well, just like Pickwick, it sounds. I think is a character from Charles Dickens. So I guess to be Pickwickian is to be like Pickwick. Now, who Pickwick was or how he behaved, I do not have a clue. But I don't know he was a character. You got it half right then, because that all was true, what you just said. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. <laughs> but it means a fat, jovial fellow like Santa Claus. So Pickwickian uh, must have been a fat, happy yeah. man. <laughs> Pickwick must have been a one of those big, happy, jolly guys, huh? Yeah. All righty. Our next word is just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Eat your bra. Eat a what? <laughs> Eat your bra. <laughs> is it one of those edible kinds? That bra belongs to Egan. <laughs> Egan bra. It's E I G E N R A U. Egan Bra. It sounds Irish, like uh, Aaron Gobra. Like a brazier. Egan Grau, maybe. Egan Grau. Egan Grau. It sounds like one of those Irish or Scottish words. That's when you eat something and then you growl. Growl. (laughs) You eat something bad and go growl. How did I do that for? Uh, indigestion. Well, I want to roll with the gangsters. But so far, they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Mm. This word, we all, we all experience this one. It's the dark gray color seen when there's no light. Mm. So since like, we can't like twilight, see, you mean maybe like or? when you're blind and you can't see if you open or look around, it's just that gray color. Yeah. Like you grass. might have some light perception, but you just can't see very well through it. Yeah. Let's see. That might be also called the cataract. <laughs> yeah, and our next word is got skills I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher that's my favorite MC keep your 40 out just have an Earl Grey tea Dialbury let me spell it here D 
I A E L E R I E. There's too many eyes. Dia Elbury. Dia Elbury. Okay, you said it better than I did. <laughs> Dia Elbury. Wow, it's like um, a devil's berry. I don't know. <laughs> Diablo's berries. I don't know. <laughs> it's a fruity yeah. Satan. <laughs> fruity Satan. <laughs> It could be that. It means record. My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grill, but I still wear braces. Less mischief. So the Diablo right. could be mischievous. Kind of like the elf on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, it could be. We'll go for that. Hmm. Our next word is frabious. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz at Minesweeper. I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place of blaze. F-R-A-B-J-O-U-S. Frabious. So once again, that could be a French word. Frabious. Frabois. Okay. You're, you're just big and fat. You're frabby. Let me flabby. <laughs> Flabby, frabby. You're a frabois. So fat. <laughs> You're enormous. It was the original name for Fabergé. Oh. Uh, so this, but those are rotten eggs. The Fabergé, whatever Joe said. Those are the rotten ones. Those are the rotten ones. This word means killer rap. I haven't run at Pascal. Well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Means delightful or joyous. Oh, fabulous, baby. <laughs> so fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> this next word. Happy days is my favorite theme song. Like a jerk, kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. It's Poco Curanti. It's P-O-C-O-C-U-R-A-N-T-E. Poco Corante. Poco Corante. Or is it current? Because the current is like a raisin or something. And poco is like Spanish for small or little. It's little raisin. <laughs> hmm. That's what I'm going to go for. A little reason. Okay. Well, this one is... This. All right, I see. You see me roll on my Segway. I know in my heart they think I'm wide and dirty. This kind of small. It's indifferent or nonchalant. Nonchalant, huh? Yeah. Well, he did say nonchalant instead of... Poco yeah, Chalant. instead of Poco Curanti. Maybe, maybe these are words like what they would use in other countries. <laughs> I would hope so. I don't want to use them here. <laughs> Salma Gundy is our next word. Think just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Salma like Gundy. It's like food poisoning. Salmonella for for somebody named Gundy for for Gandhi. Gandhi got salmonella. That's what that means. <laughs> Salma Gundy. I thought maybe it's somebody's name Sal. <laughs> It's Sal Magundi, the Italian painter. A general mixture is what this word means. I like to roll with the gangsters. I'll roll with 
it's apparent I'm too wide and nerdy. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole slew of stuff. Our next word is I'm just too wide and nerdy. I think I'm just too wide and nerdy. I'm just too wide and nerdy. I get so wide and nerdy. Shambolic. Shambolic. It's shampoo for your whole body. That's <laughs> your four in one shampoo. <laughs> yeah, it's a four in one shampoo. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. <laughs> this word here. Me. I've been browsing, inspecting X Men comics. You know I collect them. The pens in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. Means chaotic, disorganized, or mismanaged. <laughs> oh, the government. Shambolic. The government, the shambles. Yeah, oh, yeah, sham like sham like the, the this place is the shambles. So it's you know things are messed up. Okay, that sort of makes sense. The only one so far. Yeah. <laughs> sham, what? Shambolic. Shambolic. Like yeah. alcoholic only your shambolic. Guy addicted to being lazy. <laughs> We're still guessing, even after Jill told us the right words. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Past Star 2 is another one. I remember right Holy Grail really well. I can recite it right now and have you R O T F L O L. I'm just like Isn't that the guy from Around the World in 80 Days? P A R T O U. Part 2. Part 2. It's it's a golf uh, when you're playing golf, it's a really short hole. You get there in par two. Uh, Instead of a par three, it's even closer than that. Huh. This has to be French also. It must have got a business doing websites. My friends need some code. Who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my doll. It's been a French week for my words that come in. This word here, it means a master key. Master hmm. key. If you have like a, I guess if you're a locksmith, no. you may have a pastor pew or whatever. That uh, or if you have a hotel or somewhere has a lot of doors, you have a master yeah. key. You have a party key at the hotel like four times. <laughs> <laughs> See, another word is corabantic. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the Gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. Corabantic. Corobantic, Corobantic, yeah. Bantic, B-A-N, Bantic, Cora. It's like Cora is a is a girl, and she's very frantic. She's frantic, frantic, <laughs> frantic girl. Well, it could be a girl, it could be a boy, but it means getting freaky. I'm nerdy and the extreme and wider than sour cream. Somebody that's wild and frenzied. Oh, okay. I was on the right track. Wild and frenzied. <laughs> wild and crazy. Now, you may know this word. I didn't. It's I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess team. Only question I ever thought was hard. What do I like, Kirk, or do I like Picard? Hippodrome. Oh, yeah. It has, it's um, like an airfield. Oh, well, no, that was a different or, one. That was or no, it, it's uh, where horses go to march, where the cavalry marches the horses around. Hippodrome. Hippodrome. Because hippo, like hippopotamus, is a like, Greek word for a horse. Like a hippo, 
Potamus means Potamus means water. So, so I think that's where like Mad Max is going to be at when he's sixty. Yeah. You know, but a hippodrome <laughs> means uh, where your horses go to, to march around. Mad Max. Well, open, it is a venue, but it's spend every weekend at the Renaissance Fair. Got my name on my underwear. They see me strolling, they laughing, and rolling their eyes because I'm so wide and dirty. It's a thea- theatrical venue, a place where huh. where hippos go and they act. Yeah, they Romeo and hippos, Juliet hippodrome. They have a Juliet hippo up on the on the balcony. No Romeo, no hippodrome. Where are thou? But that's all my words for the week. So. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All oh, because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I wanna bowl with the gangsters. But oh well, it's obvious I'm white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. I know, but they'll improve when I start whipping them into shape. They're planning to invade the Earth and take over. We can move on to Terry's Top Ten. Top Ten. They have hippo <laughs> So, does Terry have a Top Ten to tantalize our tasty taste buds with or something, or what? I have. This top 10 I have today is 10, uh, let me get to 10 horrifying ways people have tried to treat themselves with home remedy. <laughs> oh, I thought we had something like that before, but we'll do it again if we have. I told you a little bit about it. I didn't actually do it yet. Well, we might have had one right. too in the past it sounds years. familiar but go ahead but um this list came out march 24th 2023 so it's a new list here so here we go um people don't want to get sick they don't want to go to the doctor so don't try any of these yourself <laughs> number 10 risk <laughs> using a plunger to cure constipation <laughs> you're gonna use the handle or the other end <laughs> <laughs> that works one of two ways um, yeah <laughs> plunger <laughs> but um in 2014 a 56 year old man decided to use a plunger he didn't insert the handle. <laughs> he okay. used the other. And, and the next question, idea that crosses my mind is just how big or small was this plunger? <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a good seal on it <laughs> around his, and we began to force air in to plunge it out, uh. which ruptured his colon. And went to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. Number nine. Self-infecting 
yourself with hookworms. Why? <laughs> to fight off allergies. Are you going to self-infect yourself? Wow. <laughs> you can go I'd buy rather have her hookworms and sneeze and allergies. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have worms and sneeze one more time. I can't say it. <laughs> You can go buy pills. You can go get shots. You know, but they. You so, know, how is hookworm supposed to help with that? That doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. Uh You can eat a, eat some hookworms, tapeworms, as a researcher found that by doing so, after within two years, he didn't sign in, have any signs of allergies. <laughs> two years. Uh, of course, he long. lost a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> As his tapeworm grew wildly. Uh, yeah. They're, they're trying to determine what it is about the worms that keeps you from getting allergies, but it's not medically um, 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 approved. Uh, so if you suffer from allergies that bad, <laughs> wow. you got to be desperate. Maybe they already came up with why that works, and that's why they put it in a pill or a shot. <laughs> Hey, this is the same stuff that's in the pill. <laughs> you know, like, the new well, allergy medicine is approved by the CDC. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fauci says this is the best. <laughs> He's the science. He knows. Number eight. Um... George Boole's wife treated him with buckets of water. <laughs> buckets he must have been water. dirty. <laughs> treated his he, dirtiness, cleaned him up. He was one of the world's famous mathematicians. Um, I haven't heard of him, but he, Boolean algebra came from him. As a teenager, he taught himself Greek, German, French, while he was still in his teens, um, he was considered a genius. However, um, he just needed more water. That's all there was. Or <laughs> in the medical profession, but uh, while walking to school one day, he was walking in the rain. He taught a lecture in his wet clothes. He went home, and he developed a cold and high fever. And so. In an effort to try to make him better, his wife felt she should mimic the thing that made him sick. So she continuously threw buckets of water on him. <laughs> water you made you sick, so here's more water. water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't work, and he died a few <laughs> days later. <laughs> uh, the thing that's killing you, here, have some more of it. Let me cool you down. You got a fever. Let me cool you down. You cold bath. You. He died. <laughs> and I guess his genius didn't rip off on his wife. Then, huh? <laughs> mm. uh, number seven. Bleach enemas. Oh. Ah. Wow. No. For people. Autism. <laughs> what? You that to your daughter? 
<laughs> people with oh, autism. No. How's that going to cure them? <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, in 2019, just recently, yeah, wow. the a small group of parents with children with autism had an alleged cure for autism. In some cases, parents thought that that autistic autism was some sort of curable disease and so they uh, they've dosed children in urine herpetine uh, and bleach um, either them in it or enema (laughs) they cleanse this child inside and out (laughs) how many people does it take to fill up a tub with pee to soak your kid in Everybody, come on, we had a keg party. <laughs> Got to go. Just pee in the tub, right? Uh, wow. Like, wow. A thing, it was called in, uh, hold on. I, I, I think your daughter would resist this, Terry. I think <laughs> one so. Product, one product, I have a feeling. <laughs> one product was called the Miracle Mineral Solution Strong sodium chloride mix that needed to be mixed with citric acid wow industrial strength bleach um, the FDA recommended a strong warning against this in 2010 <laughs> yeah I don't think it takes the FDA to have that strong warning don't do it that was still put out in 2019 however during the pandemic, it was marketed as a cure for the COVID. Oh, yeah. There we go. They get rid of it. Reported seven people died from trying that. You know, that hmm. miracle cure like Donald Trump went to swallow bleach and everything? Well, know? he was said to have re- said to swallow <laughs> bleach. He never said that. Mm. Um, number six. The Carolina Reaper chili pepper was used to cure cancer. All right. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called the Carolina Reaper, so the Grim Reaper could come by and cure all everything besides cancer. <laughs> right. It's just going to burn it out of you, I guess. You're going to end up in the grave somewhere, Reaper. <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records has already claimed it to be the hottest pepper out there. Mm-hmm. And it's got a stovel measurement of, um, oh, 1.5 million. There it is. Uh, Ed Curry was the one who produced and grew the Carolina Reaper peppers. It came from a family with a large number of cancer people in his family. And he thought that the peppers could help cure the cancer. Um, but wouldn't the cancer be caused in his family by picking all the peppers? <laughs> Maybe. Instead of cured by picking the peppers? The, he felt What's his that name Peter Piper? Cap, <laughs> the capsinaenoids in the peppers helped to cure cancer. He himself... Um, had cancer, but after you know eating peppers, 
um, he was cancer free. He had he had thyroid cancer, skin cancer, and he says his cancer went away. But it's like that just fuels his belief that his peppers cure cancer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know like I mean? smoking cures blindness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could. That's my theory. Um. Oh, number five. Goat wet nurses. <laughs> okay. I hope one goat's being a wet nurse to the other goat and not like a person. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they would get it out and put it in a bottle. I well, mean... the goat wet nurses helped to prevent syphilis. Okie dokie. Where back in the days before baby bottles, a goat could be used as a wet nurse for a baby. Mm-hmm. They, did, they did do that. Yeah. I would assume they milked the goat first. But, you know, but I don't know. Not, not, not always, I wouldn't think, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'd be worried because goats do weird things. What if it kicked your kid while it's down there trying to latch on or whatever? You, you, you just you just do that with the kids you don't like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're getting on my nerve, kid. Go, go nurse off the goat. <laughs> but you know, it was because I guess because the goats are a little shorter, like we're saying, because you know, meaning that the a wet nurse can be just a you know somebody in the village and they could have syphilis and by the baby drinking their milk would get syphilis. And so huh. drinking goats is a, instead of a wet nurse. I guess that's what they Goats to. can't get syphilis. So they're but, safer I mean, than you, people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think syphilis would be passed that way. It's probably it be congenital would be passed. Just the fact you're being born. You're, and so my well, thing is I said, uh, I guess they didn't have cows. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, farmers do milk goats. And it's, not a, it's not an unheard of thing. Yeah, right. they make cheese out of goat milk. But, goat but to say it cures syphilis is kind of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. And so, number four. Um. A a teenager cut off his hand to cure his internet addiction. <laughs> yeah, now he just taps on his keyboard with his stumps. Now <laughs> <laughs> the elbows out there. That'll do it. Cut your hand off. Oh, I can't type. <laughs> I can only type with one hand. I got ten fingers. So cut off a finger. Cut off a finger. <laughs> Um, then he can get a, a, a computer he can dictate to it, like a Mac or a Dragon speech system. 468 <laughs> people have internet addictions. <laughs> but cutting I, off your hand is not really a good care for it. No. <laughs> and But however, it was a teen from China. So there you go. Yeah. I was going to say the Middle East, but that would work too. And they, uh, the nineteen-year-old teen, was they he wrapped the appendage appendage and wrap it 
His mom took him to the hospital. They reattached the hands, but he may not have full use of it, though. <laughs> like a big claw. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three. A woman tried to treat her athlete's foot with garlic. Oh, that works, doesn't it, Jill? According to some yeah, of I thought remedies. that was last week. It's supposed to garlic remedies. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to dry up stuff. So yeah, if you have like rough feet scaly feet, bad. <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to work. According to Jill's email. Yeah. Okay. You, you just cha- change that cheesy foot smell for a garlic and cheesy foot smell. <laughs> <laughs> a woman in England she decided to put slices of raw garlic in her shoe to help her ask her infected toe which did not cure it it made it worse raw, handling raw garlic every day can cause chemical burns hey lady I told you try it at your own risk <laughs> and so her foot got more infected than getting better Uh, but it must have kept the vampires away too yeah can you imagine walking around with garlic in your shoes people are going garlic where's that coming from and this is a restaurant or somewhere I'm looking for garlic bread (laughs) Kaisefuss, that's a German word. Kaisefuss, that means cheese foot. You know, smell oh. like cheese. Um, <laughs> number two. A man tried hmm. to cure his back pain by injecting semen into himself. Boy, injected. It's already in, in it. Into himself. <laughs> I wonder where. <laughs> in 2019, an Irish man wound up in the hospital after injecting himself. It, it says like his, like a his, hypodermic? That's just. No. Right. Took his own semen and put it into a hypodermic needle and injected it in his arm for his back pain. And it caused. He'd been giving himself injections in the arm and developed cellulitis. During the research, the doctors discovered the man had came up with this solution all by himself. Yeah, (laughs) apparently. No sane person would tell him to do that. (laughs) I, I, I actually remember hearing a story about a college student who in order to stay awake for finals said drinking coffee was going to give himself an IV of coffee. Oh, it, wow. it, it had a similar result. You get, yeah, you get a bad infection because it's not sterile. It has and to be sterile if it's going to go intravenous. It's already in his body. Why would he take it out to put it back in? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> stupid. Uh, and wow. uh, number one Number one. 
people consumed their relatives to fight off tuberculosis. Yeah. I want to eat my dead relatives. <laughs> Let's go to the cemetery and have a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody burned this person. There's nothing here but crumbs. Uh, the ashes in this box. Ooh. Yeah. This takes place in the late 1800s. So, anyway. Uh, tuberculosis. Wow. Right. That's a long time ago. But, I mean, you know, um, it says here that. Uh, what happened was uh, tuberculosis was spreading through a small town. and People didn't quite understand how the diseases were spread. They assumed that there was a vampire. <laughs> and a mom and daughter fell ill and they died. And then the next da younger daughter died. And then the son got sick. And so... It was a tuberculosis vampire. Uh, <laughs> One half. Let's just eat the body. <laughs> this is, this so, makes sense. So that raised suspicions among the village people. And so <laughs> the they went to the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> so they had the father <laughs> exhume the bodies. Uh, and the wife and oldest daughter had decayed, but the other daughter was still pretty Fresh. preserved. It's still pretty fresh. That was almost a Tupperware coffin she was in. Because <laughs> she had died in the winter time. And she still had blood in her heart and everything. And so they thought that she was a vampire. So they cut off her head and burned her body. Oh. <laughs> and At a barbecue. <laughs> the ashes. Then they fed the ashes to the youngest son thinking that that would cure him of tuberculosis. <laughs> so, All righty. What it, it did, ever. It, it didn't work either, and he died too. <laughs> wow. So don't try any of those. Don't don't burn your relatives and eat them. Uh, don't use all those are not good for you. Don't eat them. Yeah. Don't do a bleach. <laughs> this has or been a public service announcement. Don't eat your dead relatives. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. I thought it was pretty funny, but some of them. Ah, oh, they seem to have things pretty well organized up here, don't they? Well, that means he's acting awful chummy, though. Look to me like he's both sitting there in a hammock, sort of casting sheep eyes at one another. We have come around to our anchor topic. And I think the schedule of the day is on orientation mobility. Now, I do know that Terry just came back, not only from Heinz, but from a convention where he probably had to mobilize himself and orient himself to get there. Do you want to discuss any traveling things about that or what? Well, we uh, took our 2013 Chevy Tahoe, which we don't have any OnStar in it because it's not supported anymore. So we had to rely on my Victor Stream for GPS and maps on my iPhone. And we got there. Um, and while I was there, I had demonstrated that tactile mini guide. I think we talked about it, you know, last week. Right. 
Right. They had somebody asked me, you know, like they did. Uh, uh, I found out this weekend a couple of things. You know, normally when we go, us veterans, we go to the VA, they issue us these devices, but they don't never tell us how much this stuff costs, you know, for other no. people blind. And so I have a couple of prices I was going to toss out there with this stuff, you know. I mentioned my the Orcam the other week as well. And Orcam, they said, um, I heard a couple of different prices on those, but the lady from the Orcam uh, company said that the Orcams cost $4,250. Wow. Yeah. Like, oh, no wonder. I knew it was expensive. I was like so mad because I yeah. lost mine. I did find yeah. it, but. Yeah, so, they are not cheap, but they have different models. So they maybe right. different price ranges. Now, Steve, our brother said his cost about 3000 Rhonda, our other friend, she said hers was like 5000 So I don't know, three, four, five thousand bucks for an Orcam. Now, well, do I, do I understand it? Some are handheld. And, and some are attached to glasses, maybe more, and there's some that aren't quite so automatic, maybe less. Yeah. Now, that tactile mini guide is a little cheaper. <laughs> yeah. It is quite expensive as well. You know, it is, uh, uh, it was a couple, uh, a couple of hundred or it was 499. It wasn't 500, it's under, it's 499 <laughs> yeah. for the little tactile mini guide. And I'm trying to think. It's a little bit bigger, but it's almost almost the size of, of the little package of Tic Tacs. Almost, it's almost wow. that, but not. It's a little bigger than that, but it's almost that. It's a little bit bigger than a thing of Tic Tacs. Have you ever had Tic Tacs? You know the container, but it's a little bit, just slightly larger. You know, we talked it's a little about bit longer and a little less wide. And then I heard told that the new Victor streams are like. Uh, five hundred ninety nine dollars for one of those. They don't have GPS yeah. on them. Yeah, well, the, generally the ones that don't have GPS run like like I said four to five hundred. You, you can tell when they drop the price to say two fifty, they're uh, getting ready to come out with a new model. And, <laughs> uh, but the the GPS ones are like seven hundred bucks. I know that. With those new ones, from the way the guy described to me, for people who don't know, I didn't know till going. But the power cord is still the same. Well, they're they're actually changing it to where you can plug it in either way. I thought it was a USB C. They're going to change it to right where you can plug it in either way, and then the microphone jack is going to be down there to the left. Of the power cord on the bottom of the device. Oh, kind of like the old uh, iPhone 4, uh, 4S was. Right. And on the right side of the power cord, it's where the speaker's going to be moved to. Oh. So yeah. that like, way, it's kind of like the iPhone. Yeah. Right. So they had a lot of people saying they put the Victor Reader in their pockets. And when they have, you know, it's like, I don't understand why you'd still need the power cord face up unless you're sitting there with it in your pocket with the power cord on it because well external battery you might need it there but well the thing is but the with the new ones you can't take the battery out anymore it's not going to let you and so um no, uh, but i mean you may have it plugged into an external battery so you can charge it while it's in your pocket or uh, i'm <laughs> i'd be willing to bet they still you can attach a, a book on a external right. cartridge to it right. and you, you you might want to have it there to have a book 
Well, a lot of times it's like the play button is down there at the bottom. So whenever you put that in your pocket with the headphones jack sticking up, then you get then your play button's down at the bottom of your pocket or something, I ah, guess. Yeah. Whatever. But I had asked the question to the humanware person, well, what about like on the Orcam, it's got a magnetic connector? And he said, well, they the reason they didn't do that for that is because you wouldn't be able to transfer any data, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, the new Victor stream, you can buy a, an adapter and plug it in the hole and put a magnetic charger on it. Said, oh, okay. So that is available for people who like that better. Cause the thing is, is the more you plug in and unplug that, that's what wears that thing out, you know? And so if you weren't going to transfer data to your computer or vice versa, you can always take your SD card out and do that. But well, I, I found that the USB C is a little more durable than the, the USB micro that they have in there now. And then the other thing with those was, oh, they made it to where, even though they uh, they can't understand why anybody will want it, but they made the SD card accessible to one, uh, one, <laughs> one terabyte SD card. Yeah, they made it a lot bigger. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the, they have one terabyte SD cards, but they made it capable of handling that. They said, if you have that many books where you need a whole terabyte, you know, just wait till you try to find the book you want. You go into your library and say, you have 5,000 books, you know, <laughs> 10,000 books like the library. <laughs> you, you, you would then have a good search feature. Yeah. Tarzan, there's all your Tarzan books. <laughs> Wow, that's too many. You might as well be the library. I always delete my books when I'm done reading them. I some people, I guess, they'll maybe want to save them up so they can show people these are all the books I've read. This is I'm my a, library. <laughs> you know, they used to back in the day of the Trekker Maestro, you were able to browse the internet. You were able to do email. And so, you know, again, you know, do you want to go complicated or do you want to go simple? I mean, they already made it. Well, one thing I could see with having the terabyte is the tracker, besides reading books, you can play music on it. And so right. somebody might have a huge music collection and you could organize your music by you know folder for each artist, a subfolder for an album. Right. But you get, I think you get one or if you get two folders deep, then, then files will disappear. <laughs> You can only go like I think one folder deep. Right. Maybe they work fit, fit, fix that file structure issue there too. I don't know, but hmm. well, I don't know much else. Uh, I think other new gizmos and gadgets they came out with for mobility. But as far as mobility and traveling, you didn't really have a lot of issues. Just manage to walk yourself there and drive yourself there. And um, avoid death storms along the way. Yes, definitely. Tripping the pond in the heated swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Mobility in the pool, huh? Swim my laps. That'd be fun. Get a mobility instructor and tell her you need mobility in the swimming pool. Get get a waterproof uh, uh, Victor track or something. <laughs> How about there? Well, you know, your phones, they say, are waterproof. You could deal with your phone properly. And, of course, your watch is waterproof. You could 
keep track of your uh, your 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 paces. I, I swim. I watch on. I swim with it. I don't. Yeah. If I'm in a shower, the watch is coming off. This is a man with a problem, say. <laughs> anyway, right. this is by far the greatest thing we've ever did. Yet. I think we've covered enough of that. We do have an email today. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Yay! It's a, it's a real live email again. <laughs> How about that? Not a fake dead one, but a real life one. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it starts out, Howdy, fellers, and Miss Jill. <laughs> I hope you understand how silly some people are. Me and my son were working hard out in the barn when a Yankee from way up north stopped to ask for directions. After helping the lost driver, I went back to jacking up my barn and putting blocks of wood under each corner. The Yankee just had to ask, what are you doing? Well, I said, my prize mule keeps scraping his ears on the barn door each time he goes through the door. And I just can't have that. Oh, well, why don't you just dig a little ditch that goes under the door Asked the northerner. I said, thanks. I'll think about that. And as the driver pulled away, I turned to my son and, and said, dumb Yankee, the mule keeps scratching his ears, not his feet. <laughs> Hope it makes it on this show. <laughs> Farmer Red from Lift <laughs> Fork, West Virginia. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was the email. I was thinking maybe we get one from Nathan down in Air, uh, Arkansas. No, Arkansas. <laughs> He's not a farmer. He's more of a city boy. Uh, and I was trying to get my wife. She saw one on Facebook that, you know, if I could remember it, I could, if I could tell it. It's kind of a, it wasn't real long, but it was, uh, there's an 80 year old man. In the the grocery store, and a and a young man, and they collided their shopping carts together. Boom! You know, oh, I'm sorry," said the old man to the younger guy. He says, uh, "I'm trying to find my wife," and he's like, "Well," and the younger guy said, "Well, that's what I'm trying to do too. I'm trying to find my wife." And they said, "Well," the older man said, well, "What does your wife look like?" And he's like, "Well, she's very attractive. And she's beautiful. She's got long blonde hair." She's got big nice legs and slim body. She's wearing really tight white shorts and a and a a tube top. And so the eighty year old man said, "He's or the younger man says, what's your wife look like?'" And the eighty year old man said, "Oh, I don't care. Let's go look for yours." This gets worse as it goes along. That's all of our emails then for today. This isn't a joke, is it? It's no joke. Far from it. And so that brings us to the part of the show where we talk about some final thoughts. Well, um, I have some here like from Star Wars because it's almost May 4th, but...
What does Star Wars music sound like in the mountains? Yodeling. 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 <laughs> Yoda. Well, have you ever felt like life was like a game of chess, but you never learned how to play chess? <laughs> Yeah, what happened when the gardener seen a monster? She wet her plants. <laughs> wet her plants. <laughs> ah. um, why did the two little snakes cross the road? They had, they had to get home before their parents had a hissing fit. Hissing <laughs> fit. But one was a cobra and the other one ate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm having trouble with my flock of cows. I, and my farmer friend told me, heard of cows? And I told him, of course I've heard of cows. They got a whole flock of them. Yeah. Well, when do the monkeys come out at the zoo in April? April. <laughs> and they go ape. April. <laughs> uh. Do you know the difference between Roe versus Wade? Those are two ways to get across the river. Yeah. Row the boat, <laughs> wade across. Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Well, it stands to reason that if one door opens and another one closes, your house may be haunted. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> How do you fix a broken vegetable with tomato paste? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And garlic on your feet. <laughs> what is the bounty hunter's favorite dinner? Boba fettuccine. Boba <laughs> fettuccine. <laughs> oh. Well, if you mix a four-leaf clover with poison ivy, you'll have a rash of good luck. Your rash, so good luck. Four leaf clover, <laughs> poison ivy. Eh. <laughs> Who borrows your rollerblades all the time? A cheapskate. <laughs> Here's some older ones. What? what did Han Solo say to Luke Skywalker at Thanksgiving? Use the forks, Luke. <laughs> forks made the fork be with you. I've decided that there really is a time and place for broccoli. The time is never and the place is in the trash. <laughs> okay. uh, here's another oldie. Um, <laughs> how is duct tape like 
the force. It has a dark side and a light side that binds the universe together. <laughs> it does do that. <laughs> I was the mushroom invited to the party. He was a fun guy. I went to a redneck zoo once but instead of descriptions posted in front of the cages they had recipes redneck zoo recipes (laughs) what if it was roadkill on this one (laughs) what is the temperature of a tom tom lukewarm <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah one of those kind of time times if you know your star wars stuff you know what it means <laughs> yeah was it the i was thinking one? a tom tom is a gps <laughs> or a drum you beat but was, oh. it's not tom with the m it's Tom with the n and it, oh. you know, the, the opening scenes from the second star wars when luke is in whatever frozen planet he's on huh uh, when changing Baby Yoda's diaper, you must ask, who or did you not? <laughs> do or do not? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> well, a pony walks up to a rabbit and says to the rabbit, can you call up to the wise old owl in the tree for me? And the rabbit says, what do you do yourself? And the pony says, because I'm a little horse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What kind of car does a Jedi drive? A Toyota. Toyota. Uh, I do have one more here. Where do vampires get all their jokes? From Ghost Rider. <laughs> and apparently not your dead relatives, so you can be cured of tuberculosis. <laughs> this is really on the level, huh? Request your favorite star, song, band, or any little thing you want. And speaking of little things and trivia in general, here's old general trivia in person. This is the part of the show where we like to close it all out and say this is your host, Steve, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. Check out our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. Leave us an email while you're there. Comment on any of the show notes. You can listen to all the shows you have. They're right for the page. Uh, but better yet, once you subscribe, go to iTunes, uh, hit the subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, tell others what you think about our show. And the, we will see you back here again next week, where we'll hear Terry Jill say things like this. Help! <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Maybe, maybe. That sounds funny. TSF at that That sounds fun. Now that that's over, 
We can have a very gay little supper. I'm supposed to have some more oral surgery done on Monday before we podcast next time. But... Hmm. All right. Shouldn't stop me from talking, though. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs>